Welcome back to the Domestic Yak Podcast. We got Eddie and Ajax here. I think we need to do something a little bit more um, more mainstream to get our, our viewers riled up. And something that I've been noticing for the past uh, 11 episodes, and with the except the Jason Kenny episodes, none of our episodes have really had sex appeal. So consider this uh, the relationship dating advice sex appeal podcast oh, no. where we're gonna oh no go into <laughs> uh, how we how we both feel um it's we've both been in relationships for some time now I you're, believe. you're so, a fucking bastard your girlfriend's not home is she no she's not so i can just say you're whatever a i fucking want piece about of her. shit my girlfriend's home how oh, dare that's you fine. That's she can't okay. hear you we're in Whoa. amazing soundproof yeah. studios we have amazing home studios that's right mm-hmm yeah, no one could hear you scream if you were in here. I had it built before we started doing podcasting, um, but that's besides the point. How do you how do you feel about this topic here, Ajax? Well, you know, uh, because I'm also a photographer, I had at one point uh, seriously considered creating a sexy calendar, and I was not so vain as to create a sexy calendar of myself, but you see, I was a member of a, a, an orphan soccer team. You know, we were all just so poor and desperate <laughs> an for money. orphan soccer team? Yeah, yeah. And we we needed money because we would rather spend our money on beer. And so I had contemplated uh, creating a, a farcical, sexy uh, man, soccer man calendar. And uh, yeah, because th- th- there's a running joke among my soccer team that, you know, the the change room and the behavior that the men exhibit towards each other is so blatantly over-the-top homosexual with no negative connotation, just like straight-up gay shit. Yeah, just homoerotic. Just, yeah, just, just homoerotic shit happening all the time. Casual boys just being boys. Yeah, yeah. After like, a long, sweaty, hard game. Uh, even before the game, the dude, there's a dude who's like, can I show you my testicles? I will show you my testicles. And every waking <laughs> moment that he has the opportunity to pull is his fucking testicles thing? out. No, it's not a medical thing. He he just Oh, it's just it's just friendship. It's friendship. Yeah, you you don't know this man until you've seen his <laughs> testicles. So that's the sign of trust. Do you think there's some people on the team that are like, "Oh, Jerry hasn't uh hasn't wingbatted me yet. Do you think he like like likes me? Like I know I got invited to his to his wedding no. the other week, but I the, just don't think that The people who <laughs> haven't cares. seen the testicles yet are innocent. They don't they don't know. <laughs> what horrors await them in the pants of another man um so yeah i never I, got that with guys i thought about making this sexy calendar and mm-hmm. i think like i would have had to get everybody a little bit drunk first for them to think it was a good idea but the problem would have been that then when i started getting serious about honing my craft i'm like okay like this is farcical this is gonna be a ridiculous stupid calendar but i still need you to actually look sexy because i'm 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 a photographer. I gotta, I gotta produce quality content, and that mm-hmm. that would have been like the exact moment, the exact moment when the person on the other end of the camera knew that I wasn't joking anymore, and they needed me. They that I wanted them to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh no, this is the moment that makes me uncomfortable." They'd be like, you know, in like a fucking uh, soccer ball, like cheetah print thong, like just posing like on a on some artificial turf. You know, with a variety of balls in the in the area, and... foreground, background, all the grounds. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that people don't really think of for a moment. Is that there's this 
moment between an idea gets formulated where you're just being bros and then when your bro has the camera six feet away from you and you're lying on a pool table and you're like this makes me very uncomfortable right now this is terrible why the hell are we doing this is this really so i can get a cool uh photo for for this girl i'm trying to impress or like what's what is the deal here uh, well, you what's know, the Ed, actual consequences um, of these actions I don't think you can feel any regret because um, it's been well documented that Tinder is now very corrupt and an algorithm that you just can't win. And back in the day, you had to do whatever you could to cheat and beat the algorithm. And you just had more tools at your disposal than other men. So there's no shame in that. You you were breaking the algorithm. Even from a young age, you were a rebel. That's the, that's the mm -hmm. key there. You weren't a slut selling your body on Tinder. You were a rebel cracking the algorithm that's all you were doing well yeah i'm, I'm not um i'm not a slut because i'm a guy and that's the only way that it works so guys can do uh lewd photo shoots to raise money for their soccer team their orphan soccer team or for the fire hall remember how they used to have like uh ooh, buy the firefighters calendars and they all de the, they uh, definitely still do that it? there's definitely still firefighter calendars don't yeah, you absolutely. even doubt for a second and then what was it? The New York Times does an expose on a nurse that does that has an OnlyFans account. Like, what the fuck is this? How is that like some? How is that any different from from uh, a fireman calendar? But then again, I uh, I digress. That's uh, that's an interesting story. I have a list of uh, raunchy questions for you. Uh, if you feel so inclined, we can spin off of them as as we see fit. So Ajax, how do you? In your ideal world, how long would foreplay last? Well, you know, I think for a man, for me, foreplay is something that it either holds my attention or it doesn't. You know, like there's there's kind of like two minds about it. There's like one type of foreplay where you're super hot to trot and as like a dude, you, you don't want to eat the main course. You don't want to have like the appetizer for soup you just want to go straight to fucking dessert like you want to just go blow the load and be done with it like there's some i think some women are like that too in, well, in, in well, the moment on. and in the relationship but Don't. like when you're starting off um and you're like first few dates uh with your partner there's that untrodden ground of not knowing when when to go forward or or how quickly things should last so you're always often the time being being a male in a, in a heterosexual relationship like i'm often found um like it's you get to this point where you're like we're just gonna keep doing this forever until something forever. else gets mentioned or, or brought up or, or or introduced into the situation yeah so there's like one mode with foreplay where it's it's hot to trot and you're just like desperately racing towards the finish line and whatever length foreplay is 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 however long you can be patient for and then <laughs> the other mode of foreplay is like yo like i know things are going to happen when they happen but i'm i'm going to like take care of you right now because i think any uh dedicated compassionate lover who is interested in the well-being of a clitoris is going to mm -hmm. use foreplay as the time to get all the groundwork in. It's the preparation before the big game. It is the training. It is, it is you know, 
watering the pitch before you, it's, it's time to play ball. the build up before the crescendo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's how you see it. I see it all as as just some sort of uh, like subtle dance with you and your partner, where you're both just trying to have a good time throughout the entirety of it. And you can use all these different tools, whether or not they're part of your body's up to you. Um, like you can, and you can just kind of keep moving forward. When you, you said subtle, given... when you said subtle dance, I just imagined you being like a honeybee. You're like this way to the honey. Just being this extremely way. Gen- gentle, you're like shaking your butt, like just softly shaking your butt in a circle, and you're like, "Follow me to the honey this way. Look." Look at the instructional patterns of my buttocks. Oh, follow me to the honey. That's what I do with my partner when I want her to know that I'm ready. I just do that outside of the bedroom door and slowly wander in. Have you ever been given any like um, any sex advice or, or dating advice that you, that you've used and it's just like wow. the worst advice? You're possible? you're just off a of foreplay already. My God, you yeah, you really I, I, are. Like, you're not like a man of foreplay right now. Yeah, you're just you're like let's fucking go. Um, Okay, so like before I answer your new question, I've I've not dumped all my thoughts before play. So yeah, yeah, okay, dump away, sir. Um, I've kind of broken down foreplay into two different categories because that's like mostly what I've experienced. There's there's foreplay when it's like obviously I'm I'm doing enough. I like you you you're like okay, I've got to do enough foreplay that you know she's she's on the same level as me. Okay, like now it's time for the main event. But then the other type of foreplay is like, I could take it or leave it. You know, um, I'm here for the main event, but you know, realistically, I've I've seen this band play live before. Like, I know how the songs go. Um, I know I know the routine. You know, there might be one or two things that happen that are different that are really interesting. Like, wow, yeah, look might, at that. They might do their, their fingering wrong for a moment. Yeah, like get back into the swing They're going to do like an extended bass line, like a nice solo that you weren't expecting. But yeah, yeah. you, you but know more, what you're... More or less, it's the same. It's the same uh, troupe. You know, you know what you're in, in you're attending the show for. But in scenario two, you can spend more time and attention on the foreplay. Like for me, I like to think of myself as like, how how much like physical discomfort can I put my partner through? Now no, I see the look on. No, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I see the look on your face. The look Ooh, on your I face feel, is like I feel bad for some people. No, 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 no. Well, let me explain. The, by physical discomfort, I mean like how many orgasms can you give a person until they are like, holy fuck, let me breathe. Like like let my people go. Like, my people mm-hmm. have been enslaved by the orgasm police. Like, they can't breathe. Let them up for air. Like Ajax's problem is that he's just, like, too heavy-handed. Uh, finger on the trigger of the orgasm gun. And just goes, pa-pow, pa-pow, pa-pow. And the woman's like, stop. There's too many. I've had too much fun. Well, you know, uh, so basically, I, I devote a lot of time and attention to figuring out what those... Uh, triggers are for my partner and and bringing them to o-town you know like Mm -hmm. i am a a discount uber ride to o-town and once i've figured out the shortest way to get you from your starting destination o-town i'm just going to like keep fucking driving that car back and forth until you tell me to stop and then when Mm. you tell me to stop so you're the crazy taxi 
of uh, of, of O Town. Yes, <laughs> you're just trying to get from point A to point B without crashing the car. No, 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 uh, no. Delivering as many passengers we're, as possible. We're just like hectically like it's like I'm Jason Statham and I need adrenaline to survive, <laughs> and we keep Ooh. going back and forth from starting destination to O Town. But then every time we go back and forth, like the path is like a little bit different and it's chaotic and, and you Mm -hmm. just keep trying out new shit and, and slight variations. And you just go until like, you know, generally people's genitalia reach a state of like numbness or like, Hey, like chill for a sec. Yeah. Over, over sensitive. Over petted. Yeah. Too much petting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Mm -hmm. you, you get to that point generally. Or to a point of like, okay, like she said, oh my God, a, a number of times. And you're like, all right, like, I guess we'll get on right. with the main, if I, main if production. I divide by three and carry the two and factor yeah. in the, We're still at the 27. day of the week. Now I can make my calculations to the nearest decimal of how many times uh, we, we've reached the destination. Yeah, so I'm like, entirely different. I'm like, I know where the destination is. And I'm just an asshole that I make sure that I take sideways and drive every which way and be extremely difficult with my partner because it's funny. <laughs> um, and it's really amusing just to tease them in that situation. Um, but going on to the, the next question, have you gotten any, have you gotten any uh, advice from one of your bros, uh, maybe one of your soccer buddies that's uh, wing-batted you a few times, uh, and you've used this advice uh, and it just didn't, was not the right advice to give. Well, the guy who shows me his balls, his only advice is look at my balls. So unfortunately, <laughs> he's not a, a sage source of wisdom in the lady department. You yeah, think he might actually, be? He's actually a Buddhist, uh, and that's the answer to life's problems: is just to accept that we're all, uh, we all spring forth from a nutsack. Maybe not his. Like but, he's so but one amicable. Eternal... He's so welcoming about this that if you saw him on the street in public and you're like, "Hey, man." It's been a minute since I've seen your balls. He'd be like, "Do you want to see my balls?" And he'll he'll be like halfway down to pulling it his comes balls from out. A loving place. Yeah, it's a, it's love, brotherly ball showing. Yeah. Um. So advice that that I've actually used. So, uh God, you know the the problem is that you hear things through popular media. You hear things in conversations with other people, and if you hear that same information or variations of it enough times it kind of distorts and eventually it it, it in your head is just like, I know this thing or this is an opinion or this is a fact. Like I can give you some of these like anecdotal things that maybe somebody told me at some point that may have had uh, effects to one, to one, to one end or another. So I was told that while engaging in cunnilingus, uh, a man should attempt to spell all the letters of the alphabet and yeah, that classic key and peel bit where you go A, B, C, D. Uh, yeah, and you kind of just keep going until she grabs your hair uh, and br- almost crushes your head. Yeah, and then see, you keep repeating that letter. The, yeah. the problem that I had with the alphabet was that although some random deviation in your tongue pattern is good to mix it up, I just find that when you're not hitting the the trigger like when you're not hitting the the clit just right your extra tongue movements aren't doing anything so like you have like a like a like a a clit licks per minute like a c Mm -hmm. clpm you've got like a clpm Mm -hmm. that you've got to keep up and 
-hmm. if you just do all the letters of the alphabet, your CLPM is just dropping too low. Like you're still getting CLPM, but it's it's like a crescendo, right? So like the band's playing softly and it builds and it builds and it builds. And so for me, my mental math is that the CLPM starts low and then it escalates. So if you're just doing the alphabet, you're not doing a build, you're not doing a crescendo. So for well, me, the, the frequency at which you spell the letters may or may not increase. Maybe you're like A, B, no. C. Who knows? Maybe that's, but yeah, I have seen a lot of that type of crap in, in media like American Pie, where he finds the famed book and it's like the tongue tornado. This yeah, is how tornado. you pleasure your woman as if it's some ancient mystery that can't be answered by just straight up asking your partner. And going, what do you like? And then they go, oh, I, I like this. A lot of people don't and know what go, they okay. like. A lot of people don't. Well, a lot of people don't know what they like. But you Honestly, just ask, do you like that? How about that? Does that feel good? I've I've had a very hard time with this because a lot of my partners have not known what they've liked. Or if I'm like, hey, do you like this? They're like, yeah, I like that. I'm like, do you like this? Yeah, I like that. And they're just very amicable. And they don't provide mm. feedback that is actually useful. And so... It's a binary, like, and so you're not sure if it's genuine. I've I've been reading so much Dune, by the way, and th we're doing a small sidebar into Dune, and you'll see how it's relevant. This oh, is... the most sensual book in, in, yeah, in yeah. human okay, history, so, Dune, yes. Well, no, actually, uh, very minor spoiler warnings. Um, no, don't spoil Dune for me, you bastard. In, like, I haven't finished it yet. Book five or six, I'm talking about, like... Don't. No, are you going to read all of them? Yes, I am. Okay. How dare okay. you? Okay, I won't. <laughs> no spoiler I warnings won't. for Dune. That's the one book we're not going to spoil on this show. Fuck you. Um, is it a... I don't know. Like, it's not really a spoiler. It's not... It's it's something that you don't Can't know like exists in the universe, but it's, it's like if nobody told you Wookiees existed. It's not like a Wookiee is central to the plot of Star Wars, but if you wow. didn't know they existed, would you still consider it a spoiler if somebody told you that Wookiees exist? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's up to the listener. I gotta tell you about some Wookiees in Dune, man. Okay? Alright, fine. S sexual uh, Wookiees. Spoiler alert for the next minute about Dune. Okay. So, in Dune Book 1, they establish a, a race and a unique group of people called uh, the Bene Gesserit, which is this, like, matriarchal society of women with height, uh, heightened powers, and they have a maternal memory line going back uh, since like the beginning of time, like each new mother remembers the entirety of the mother's life before her. And so they have this like hive mind intelligence on the matrilineal side. And so anyways, the Benny Jesserat are this very uh, powerful group of women. And in one of the later books, there's a new group or sect of women that show up called uh, the Honored Matras. And they're like this group of women that are similar to the Benny Jesserat, except they have the power to sexually enslave men. So they're like, their thing is that they are so good at sex that they will take over societies and, and take over men by doing the sex so damn good that the men become imprinted and they just do whatever the women want because so they're so good like at sex. So just like modern day human beings. Okay, well that's that's around a minute. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, All right. um, in Dune, the Bene Gesserit have this, you know, enhanced uh, perception of like people's movements. Like they have really fine muscle control 
and some of them can like tell if people are lying based on like oh like he said something and then his, his pupils particularly his good pupils dilated understanding of humans yeah yeah so anyways yes i like to imagine that when i am making love or having the sex mm-hmm. That even you if think I think about Dune, it, no, no, you yeah. think about Frank Herbert. I just think about giant sandworms coming out of vaginas. No, um, <laughs> I pretend. I don't pretend, but I imagine mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. my ability to like feel the tremors and and subtle vibrations and and changing in breathing patterns and and stance and attitude and motion. Like I like to think that I'm keyed in to some of those mm-hmm. less obvious uh, responses of, you know, engaging mm-hmm. in, in a sexual act with someone. So although mm-hmm. my partner may not always be very vocal telling me like what they like and don't like, I'm like, mm, the spice must flow. Being, I know, vocal, I know where the sand room breaches. They're being very communicative in their body language and how they respond. I, I Just don't... like how in in, D, in the DC universe, the Flash can interpret how people react uh, to touch and movements and actions very quickly because he can live in a fast in a fast rate. Therefore, if the Flash would be the best person to sexually please anybody because they could touch you somewhere and see your reaction at the millisecond level and then continue forward. So your job, your your instigating is during foreplay and during the buildup to be uh, very uh, empathetic and understanding of how they're how they're reacting and trying to understand. Well, you keep saying empathetic, responding. which empathetic means like tuned into emotions. And while yes. your uh, sexual companion is experiencing emotions, I don't think just the the crescendo of pleasure is necessarily just straight up uh, a measure of of reading someone's emotion. I think All it's right. just we'll reading it someone's body a, language. It's it's like a, better, a kinesthetic. You need thing. to have appropriate insight into the the character. To use a D and D term, you have to roll insight every time you touch your partner, and you have to understand how it how it impacts them uh, in an emotional and physical yeah. way. So like, until the day comes that I meet a master class performer, you know, we've heard about this idea of of women faking orgasms, but like. I don't know, when you get tuned into the subtle shifts and vibrations and, and little twitches and, and convulsions and all these little things that happen while you're taking your girl to pound town. <laughs> yeah, to put, when, it, to put it lovingly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very lovingly. Um, when you're doing these things, you get tuned into these. And I, I got to imagine that somebody would have to be like a master class like, actor to trick me that they weren't having a good time. Well, I, I suppose that for some people that they're tricking, it's up to whether or not the person that's paying attention cares if they're being tricked. Because sometimes the performance is all that really, like, matters. Because they're just, I don't know if they're, like, looking into it at all. If they're just like, oh, yeah, she's having a good time, and that makes them that makes them I'd, happier. You know the rules, and so do I. You wouldn't get this from yeah. any other guy. The worst, probably the worst piece of advice that I've been given uh, and acted on was the statement, just choke her and see what happens. Oh, wow. Um, I was in a situation. Who told you that? Uh, Who told you that? Uh, you did. You did at one point and your partner did. Um, <clears throat> it was for a different, it was for a different uh, woman that had requested it. So obviously it was very different, but in, in future 
uh, relationships or me seeing this in future uh, endeavors for in future. Well, you know, I, I had a I had a very nice time with this young woman. She was uh, very intelligent and 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 attractive and and witty, but I have never seen so much fear in a woman's eyes as to when I just like without mentioning it. Um, not hard. I mind mind you. Just put my hand around her neck. So just I had a full length mirror so I could see her facial expression. All just right. Immediately, so my heart sunk. First up, Ed, you've awful. got a full length mirror, so you're like a little bit Jason Bateman there. So well, I used to have a full length mirror. I didn't install it. So Jason it was Bateman, very useful. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's some women who like it hard. There's other women who don't like it hard, and not every woman likes it hard all the time. I would firmly yes, put. True choking and light asphyxiation in the camp of of a little bit harder sex so like yes if your girl just want some passionate like slow love making baby making kind of moves like oh yeah 69 mm. like missionary mm, baby girl like if it's just like smooth jazz and you perpetually hear chef from south park singing in the background like then you probably shouldn't be choking her out Right, but so it wasn't that. It was if, it was if it's getting if it's if it's more intense, you know, like maybe you're throwing each other around a little bit, like maybe you know when you're kissing each other, she bites your lip a little bit, and and you bite her mm-hmm. lip, and and there's just so much passion and fury, and you know maybe maybe you haven't yeah. fully taken each other's clothes off yet, and you're just you're like animals, just fucking you're like a hyena tearing into a fresh mm-hmm. kill. Maybe yes, that that might be when it's like all right. I'm going to show you I'm a man. I'm going to hold you down and and put some light pressure on your neck because women women so some I wasn't women like I wasn't that. holding her down. Um but it was it wasn't soft gentle uh relations. And yeah, it wasn't like I don't know, and like I was I was under the impression that she enjoyed some things uh a little bit harder, but like also at the same time like that's Ed. I don't like this connotation that we say that some sex is soft and some is hard. Like some is like more muscle work goes into it and more power is generated if you could like measure someone's fucking heart rate. But to say that like I don't know that some sex is hard feels like it's demeaning in a certain way that it's like no. oh you no. want to get beaten up and thrown no, around not, and hurt. No, not at all. Like, okay, it seems strange to me. Sex, sex is uh, a power struggle. Right, because like you, in sex, no, 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 no. In sex, generally, there is one person in control at a time. It's hard to co-share control. There's one person generally like on top or doing something, and the other person mm-hmm. is receiving. And you have some people who like to be dominated, and other people who don't. And some people do not feel comfortable with the sensation that their mobility and agency is being taken away from them. And what is happening, it's just happening. And the hand on the neck is a part of that domination. It's a part of saying, like, you're my little fuck toy. This is happening. <laughs> Take this dick. Like, that. that mm-hmm. is that is kind of what's being communicated. And some people are not into that. Some people are just not yeah. not into getting dominated. They, they feel trapped. They don't like somebody having that control over them. They feel vulnerable. It's a trust thing. It's like a reason why well, most regular people most argue. regular people don't get into like BDSM or like whips or handcuffs. I wouldn't say regular people. Most That's regular people. Meaning. Let me finish my sentence. 
Most regular people don't Vanilla get into people. that. Let's, most let's regular people, shut, people. stop fucking talking. Most regular people <laughs> do not get into that right away. There was the end of the sentence. No, not right away. Fucker. Not right away. I'm not end saying the, it was right away. No, but I'm saying that you have to build trust in a relationship. <laughs> you don't just jump out the door with latex, zippers, and fucking whips. There's a very Absolutely. special kind of person that does that. Everybody else, I'm no. Saying, I'm saying weeks in after after having sex many times after her being aggressive in a lot of situations and doing stuff without talking to me or presuming that i'd be okay with it i tried this out because i thought that she might like it and i just got fear in response and that made me feel like probably the worst i've ever felt in a bedroom shy of um someone tearing my sheets like that's probably so did you talk about it after yeah, she was like that. Made me. She was like that was really scary. Like you should like never do that again. I was like, okay, I, I'll never do that again. That was more or less it. Well, that tells um, me that her sexual fantasies are probably in the complete opposite direction. There's a lot of white women who are very into fantasies of of being you know controlled and and being dominated and you know yeah, kind of being women. locked in robert pattinson pattinson's uh, sex dungeon and then having a, a series of erotic softcore novels written about them shout out to twilight but you know like there's mm -hmm. there's some people who who have fantasies about that and then there's people who are the opposite so clearly it seems to me that partner that you had was mm -hmm. having fantasies in the other direction uh, yeah, I think she had fantasies um, of her being more in control than yeah. So you're the beta. Was, you're the which beta I was in that super relationship. Okay with. Well, no, no, no. Don't no, no, say no. It like she's that. the alpha, and you're the beta. No, 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 it's not that. Not that at all. So what? So when you so you don't give up control because you don't see yourself as a beta? Is that it, Ajax? Um, sometimes I give up control, but I generally do not enjoy it. Like it happens once hmm. in a while, and I let it happen, but. I'm always, let it happen because you're the alpha and you're making the decisions. No, no, no. Is that it? What I like to, I would uh, make an example to when Caesar Milan is trying to get a disobedient dog to lie down and relax, and the dog will like lie down on the ground, and the owner will be like, "Oh, he listens. He look, the dog's relaxed." And Caesar's like, "No, look, the dog is still tense. The muscles are still ready for action. This dog, even though he's lying down." is not submitting the dog is not fully letting things happen and i kind of feel like that dog sometimes sometimes i'm like i'm here so you're my uncomfortable belly's, relinquishing control. my belly's being shown but i'm just waiting for round two or you're the next time waiting to fucking hit something i'm just waiting something. for the next time this goes down and and i'm gonna take you to pound town i don't know wow okay i think we're getting in, getting into something so you don't so have you ever been like tied up god no no I, really I'm, um, I've had, uh, a female, uh, lover attempt to put her hand on my neck to see if I would like the same. Mm -hmm. And I did not, I did not like it at you all. Did not, you, did I not, was, you looked into her full length mirror and you had fear on, on her, no, on your face. No, I didn't have fear. <laughs> I was like, take my fucking, take your fucking hand off my neck. I was like, no. Mm, Cause it's not manly to be afraid. Okay. I, I, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. I was immediately upset. <laughs> Like you it was a, it was a visceral upset. It was a visceral reaction. Like literally, legitimately, mm -hmm. we're making love, we're having sex, and mm -hmm. then she tries to. She was on top, and and then she put her hand on my neck, and mm -hmm. I just immediately like swatted her hand away without any, without like a second delay. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" 
So what what do you think killed the mood? Her putting her hand on your neck, or you swatting her hand away while you guys are having sex? <laughs> it was a it was an impulse. Like I legitimately yeah. I legitimately did not have control over it. It was like I reacted mm-hmm. so quickly. It was like bullet time. I was like Neo in the Matrix. I was like no, and I just like yeah yeah. You had a you had a fight or flight response. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, see, I'm not I'm not into getting into getting choked. Um, but tie it up is fine. Tie it up is fun. You could learn. You could learn to be a good beta. What do you mean? It's about it's about having a relationship with your partner where you oscillate between being in control and being not in control. In everyday life, I'd argue that in a lot of situations I take control. But like, sex doesn't have to be universally one way like you don't have to be like oh i'm the man so i'm going to do this yeah and so i'm always going to be in a position i'm aware of that i'm aware that it's healthy to have power roles and dynamic changes and that's Mm -hmm. why sometimes i let things happen to me (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i let things happen to me yeah Yeah. i don't know is that is that how you feel about a lot of stuff uh it wasn't um she for she put her hand on my neck i cut i let her put her hand on my neck and then i was uncomfortable so then because i'm the man in this situation even though she's on top it's it's not i swatted her hand away because i'm not okay with that it's not it's not about being a man it's just you know sometimes uh i know i know which direction things are headed and i just Mm -hmm. let it happen i let i share (laughs) I, I choose not you share. I choose not to enact my power. <laughs> I'm imagining that instead of disarming, you're just putting your gun to the side and just waiting while having it held, but your finger's not on the trigger. But at any second, you can take control of this hostage situation. Well, th- that's oh, God. that's a good way to fuck with them. Is you're making love, and you're the submissive one or the one that's just starfishing tonight and your girl thinks she's you know space cowboy and she's in the for the ride of her life and you're like mm-hmm. surprise motherfucker and you you pull out i'm some, just laying here you pull I'm just out, tired you pull out some snakes on a plane and then you uh you do like a, a 360 barrel roll and now you're on top and then she's like mm-hmm. oh no i was on top now i'm on the bottom the rolls have been reversed what a twist mm-hmm. That's a good one. Have you tried that one? That's a good move. You should try spinning. Yeah, rolling around. Yeah, yeah. I've I've uh, I've had a few situations where that's worked out, and a few situations that it hasn't at all. Have you ever rolled off the bed? Yes. Uh, have you ever broken a bed? Uh, no. But I've put a hole in a hotel room wall and also cracked a rib. <laughs> you cracked your own rib or her rib? No, no. She cracked my rib. You let her crack your rib? You were there, motherfucker. <laughs> what do you mean I was there? When we were uh, away from that soccer tournament, the one I don't remember was I was I um, you, inebriated. You were uh, playing League of Legends, jerking off, and skyping the whole time. I was out in thirty degree weather playing soccer and oh, making and... ramen in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Damn. And she broke your rib. She cracked it. Do you not remember? Oh, I had fucking. No, I had to I get don't. taped up. I had like KT tape, like for. No, I didn't for the remember last at all. I was too busy playing League of Legends and skyping my my uh, my girlfriend at the time. I I uh, I had to get taped up for the last couple of games because I was in agony because we Damn. we rolled off the bed and she fell on me directly onto my rib and she cracked it. 
and, I, and my elbow put a hole in the wall. So we shared a room, didn't we? Yes, we did. No. We did. We did? We did. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're sleeping <laughs> around with your with your partner when someone's sharing a room with you in a hotel you, room? You weren't there. You weren't in the room. I hope I wasn't. There's been plenty of times when I've been passed out drunk in a hotel room and you and your partner are sharing the, the, the other bed because I'm in a fucking cot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Did you have any other questions for me about this uh, wonderful topic that we call sex? Ooh, that's a very that's a very. You said you had, you said you had a bunch of questions. Oh, I have I have an entire list, but I'm I'm kind of picking and choosing. Um, it's all it's honestly really awkward when you break a bed. It kind of sucks because you're like, I guess we're just gonna stop now and, and assess the damage. Well, most of the beds now, um, at least the beds that I buy, have those wooden slats on the bottom. Yeah, so, so you can break through those. I break I break like one or two slats a year. That's the going rate right now. Oh, God. So I've had a situation where I, this was during university, I was quite intoxicated, uh, as I often was during university, and I met up with a girl, and I convinced her to go back to the room with me, and I don't think we had fooled around prior to Was this the time that you only convinced her to come to the room because you were both fans of Adventure Time? Oh, God, no, that was a different, that was a much sadder story. Actually, no, this is quite a bit sadder. But I got her back to the back to the room uh, after walking in the cold for like 30 minutes. Or back to my, back to my house. And right before we like ended up doing anything, I realized for the first time that I was too drunk on like a mix of, on a mix of. Whiskey uh, dick. Of, of alcohol and energy drinks that I just couldn't, I just wasn't in the mood. So she took that as a great offense. And as she was like getting up to leave, cause she thought that I was being disrespectful cause I didn't find her attractive, which I did find her quite attractive. If she ended up finding me in, in this. Well, no, that's, that's right when you got to like scale up the, uh, the involvement. Like, see, I did that. I did that. So I, I no, um, you, you, you gotta be like, all right, um, I'm not getting it up. Just stick a couple fingers up my butt. And and do the thing with the hands and the mouth to the penis oh. and uh, maybe call me names at the same time too. She does all that. You're good to go. You break so through I, that I made sure dick. that she she had an okay time for her um, for her effort put in for showing up uh, and, and so, spending time. Sounds with like me. she was pissed but off like, the whole time. Um, well, she was pissed off at, at the end, and she stood up to leave, uh, and I kind of like stood up to be like, hey, like no, it's it's fine. Like like we can still like hang out and and cuddle and you can like stay the night here and she like pushed me back like in the chest to be like no it's fine uh and i think she was being playful but she just hit me square in the chest and i was pretty drunk so i wasn't expecting it i just crashed back into my bed uh immediately after after not being able to perform it was just a really sad display (laughs) uh yeah let's go on to another question then so you're saying you got beat up she took your breath away. No, I broke the bed. Oh, you, you broke the bed when you things. fell back. Yeah, I fell back and I crashed through the slats. I like absolutely destroyed the bed. So, so for the rest of you, you the destroyed the time, bed by falling back with your own body weight. Yeah. And in all of your uh, myriad number of lovemaking sessions, you have never fallen with the combined weight of two people onto the bed aggressively. 
Well, I've been, I, I've usually had more than two points of contact, but I was like, I fell backwards and impacted with just my butt. So the two slats that supported just my butt, it was a very thin mattress. I just crashed into, uh, and maybe they had been weakened from before, but then for the remainder of me having that bed, cause I was too lazy to get new slats. Cause I was in university. I'd have to like walk around the slat and constantly be there. And then more slats would eventually break depending on what I was doing in that bed. Well, yeah, because you carved too many notches in your bedposts. Oh, God. No, I, I, I kind of resent that. I've, I've, met, I've met plenty of uh, guys that are dicks uh, and talk about their number and talk about And you didn't, when you met those guys, you didn't add them to the bedpost? No, I didn't. Uh, didn't smell as nice as women do often. Hmm. Just... Uh, I, I think that I've just made it ambiguous about your sexuality, but because uh, I, I don't know if you caught it, Ed, but I've now just very directly implied that you took men to bed too. But Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Well, we'll leave that never a mystery. Uh, 100 subscriber special. When we get 100, subscri- <laughs> 100 subscriber spe- special, I will release a document that contains the list of all of the people that I've had sexual encounters with and where they live and what they do for a living. That'll be perfectly wonderful for them to uncover. It'll actually just be a a photo of scratches in a piece of wood and you have to determine based on how the scratches are made, if it's a masculine or a feminine scratch. Yeah. How aggressive it is. Maybe who, who knows? Have you ever been caught uh, getting like jacking off and, and if by who? No, like in, in no, I am really, I, I have not left my masturbation cave in centuries. I am, I am like shadow Jacker from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, really? Never. Not caught. even your girlfriend. You, you, you no. guys live together. No, I'm, I'm a ninja in the night. <laughs> in the night. Well, it's not in the night. It's, it's whenever the mood strikes. <laughs> you made sure that you have one of those, uh, uh, Durafoam mattresses. So. So no one can tell if there's vibrations going on. No, I I actually really do not believe in jacking off in bed. I hate it. Really? Yeah. What's what's wrong with jacking my off? My ass in bed? gets sweaty, and I don't like a sweaty butt on my mattress. <laughs> that's actually that's actually the problem you with prefer, sex. You prefer like, it in your like, office? No, chair? no, no. Honestly, like I would put down towels if I could, like at all mm-hmm. times during all sex 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 sexcapades sexcapades wow Mm -hmm. can you tell that i used to have a speech impediment when i was younger (laughs) that was like a full regression right there um yeah no i would put towels down if i could because i i get a sweaty bum and i don't like my sweat being ground into my sheets god you would you would hate being with a partner uh who squirts it's like a fucking chore every time you want to fool around like it's it's honestly like so much effort like it it's still enjoyable obviously especially if you love the person but like fucking christ it's just so much effort yeah it's like having a uh uh fire hydrant in your bedroom yeah it's like it's like just during during sex just someone takes a full water bottle and just fucking dumps it and you're like okay i guess i got to sleep on this now or, or wipe it gross. up or do whatever the fucking fuck it gross is, right? oh my god that's i'm sorry yeah that's, you think so i i've not experienced it but 
I'm I'm very particular about some of these things. I like I like my sheets mm-hmm. and my bedding dry. I like them clean. And you know what? My girlfriend will laugh at me that I say I like them clean because I'm mm-hmm. notorious for not changing my sheets uh, in a timely fashion. I will. Well, if, if they get dirty, then you have to change them more I, frequently. I, I, I like wash them that. when they feel dirty, and they often do not feel dirty. <laughs> I think that's a very common common thing for uh, for guys. But yeah, the... Uh, the girl that I was uh, that I was in a relationship with that I cared about deeply and, and still do despite despite how it ended. Um, she didn't know that she uh, squirted, and then that was uncovered like halfway through the relationship. And I think she resented me for it after some time. I think she was like, "What did you? The fuck did you do to me?" She's like, how how dare you unlock this this side of my personality? Now sex is going to be a chore for the rest of my life. And I'm like, well, some guys are overly into it. And she's like, I don't know if I want to meet those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I've I remember in my in my youth being a pervert. I had a lot of interest in squirting because I don't know why it was like this thing that you look up and it was this great mystery and it was like oh like damn maybe maybe i'm into squirting and then and then like at some point in my life somebody brought up the idea to me that like does squirting exist or is it just women who are peeing while they're having sex and based on my understanding of biology it's not like women have testicles where they're producing a sex fluid like based on the volume of liquid you know expelled during sex i gotta think that it's got some sort of urea content like i don't know content but so does like the lining and everything that you're doing down yeah 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 you're not comfortable with a little like a little bit of pee like a tiny bit of pee you probably shouldn't be fooling around with anybody's organs unless they do like a fucking I, I mean, deep clean of a dick right? I, like I gotta that's... I gotta think like a lot of squirt would be pee I think a decent concentration from my experience I think I think there's some mixture but it's not entirely urine yeah um, like I mean I know that people can gleek like they can sometimes contract their saliva glands in their mouth and shoot like a little spray of saliva out of their mouth I don't, you've probably seen that before mm. Those are lizard people and they're on the government. <laughs> and so, like, conceivably, you know, there is something else happening for women. And, I mean, like, you know, some women can get very, very wet. Like, if a woman gets, like, super turned on, like, she can just fucking soak a pair of panties before anyone's even touched her. And so, yeah, like, so can a guy. All, that, all that fluid comes from somewhere. So, like, conceivably, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay... Yeah, there is a production. Maybe there's a buildup. Maybe there's valves. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe the maybe people pressure is applied. Maybe the people who squirt just got really tight valves. So like, it the pressure builds like a super soaker, and and then you hit the button and you you fired the super soaker. And yeah, there's like a bellows and everything inside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> it's the most fun you'll have all summer. No water gun required women who squirt yeah but you need a lot you need just as many towels as the super soaker fight unfortunately well what you got to do is get your lady really really hydrated and find out if uh squirting happens to the same degree does hydration affect 
the amount of squirt. I think I would explicitly get her because she was worried about this too. So we'd have the conversation and she would ensure she was that dehydrated. She would urinate before before sex. Before sex. Make sure there's nothing in the chamber. But she would still squirt. Mm. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. Well, you know, not, not entirely uh, sure. in the same way that people are sometimes weird and experiment with the the flavors of semen based on whether the male is consuming coffee or fruits or asparagus, um, mm-hmm. you could try the same thing with female ejaculate. You could uh, try your, your lady and see if you could get her to stick to a diet of fruits for most of the day. And then I've heard from take her to tickle town vegans and some vegetarians that they that they taste way better. But that's honestly always coming from either someone who's like, yeah, I know the difference of taste between girls that that eat meat and don't eat meat, and people that are like vegetarians and vegans that are like, you should you should uh, not eat meat, so your ejaculate tastes amazing. The the only thing that I know about taste of human juices is that um whether or not you are very hormonal seems to make a difference at least as far as women Mm. go i've noticed that women uh, like sometimes i'm like oh shit like you you must be super hormonal right now because you got that that taste about you there's like a like a potency Mm -hmm. where it's like dialed up to 99 it's like whatever whatever the fuck this is that i'm tasting Mm -hmm. It's something well, it's a cycle, right? It's something it's, primitive. It's designed to be, it's designed to wax and wane, uh, and maybe there's a part of your body that's like, this is the best smell I've ever fucking had. Um, have you ever tried edible underwear? No, no, I've not eating anything in the bedroom. Nope. Uh, the the furthest I've gone is uh, edible oil, which was mm. as disappointing as I thought it would be. It's like. Mm-hmm. Buy your partner some smooth massage oil that's also edible, so that as you're massaging their kinks and getting kinky, you can just give them a big old Jar Jar Binks and taste that delicious oil. And then it's like, you, you taste the oil and you're like, this is awful. This, this is literally just oil that has a slight flavor to it. Like, no. Mm-hmm. can literally use olive oil and it'll taste better. You could... I mm, I've not tried drinking or licking straight olive oil. Is that a, is that a pro I, I, tip? I, uh, no. Uh, I think so. My experience is I don't think I've had edible underwear because I don't think that tastes nice either. But there's been situations because you sampled their wares. You like went to a store and like there was like a sample, licking a bit of little bit of chocolate or something. Yeah, there. Well, there has been there has been samples uh, in university. They used to have like tickle trunk parties where a sex shop shows up and they like show everyone what type of toys they have and then everyone goes teehee and then my like, my university did not have those you must have gone to a very different university did you uh did you live in a residence no yeah so it's like they show up to the residence hall and then they show tickle trunk uh they show like all the all the sex toys and then everyone goes i would never use something like this ha 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 and then like secretly they contact the person that showed up is like yeah i'll take um one one jolly roger or, the, or whatever the fuck they're called i'll and take they pick out whatever they want three hitachi magic wands uh one bunny ears uh two uh jackrabbits and 
one Harlem Globe poppers. One Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah, so we had like lickable stuff. Uh, I had an ex of mine that wanted to. She did, just didn't like the the taste of male genitalia, which is like fine. It waxes and wanes of like tasting okay, I imagine, and tasting you and tasting not so great. I also imagine. You imagine. Um, hmm? No personal. You've not tested this theory. No, I haven't licked. I haven't licked any uh, any male genitalia uh, in my time, not through uh, a lack of trying, mind you. But uh, for her experiences, she was like, "It'd just be nicer." She's like, "I'd give you more head if if it tasted better." And I was like, "All right, well, how are we going to remedy this situation?" And she she was like, "I could buy juicy pops from the store." And use the liquid of the juicy pops, and I was like, I don't care. I'm a young man, and I want to get my dick sucked. I'm you perfectly should, okay. You with should this. care because sugar does not mix well with genitalia. Just saying, Mm-mm. does not, does not at all. I don't recommend this. Oh, so but that's my experience. There's a horrible conclusion to this story. Oh, um, I'm not sure if it's really uh, in the purview of our listeners to to know about. Uh, genital health but as a PSA to all men uh, just use water um, when you're washing the head of your genitalia Don't use and that's sugar. all you really need just clean warm water that's it you'll avoid any scary instances where you're like I'm gonna go get an STI test uh, yeah you just don't you just want to yeah, avoid so, all that stuff so to just I, I feel responsible Ed I gotta go into a little bit of detail um, sugar mm-hmm. In baking, you use sugar to feed uh, yeast. To feed yeast, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd think that baking is not the same thing that can happen to your genitals, but it can. So you don't and really want to yep. introduce. Uh, you don't want to introduce sugar into an environment that already has yeast and warm temperatures. Not a good time. Very true. I didn't. I didn't see any dramatic, terrible uh, results from that immediately uh, but it's still not something that i would recommend um hmm. where's the wackiest place that you fooled around with someone oh i'm i'm pretty tame i don't have too exciting of a story i'll let you go first uh i was at a party in a field uh and there was like waist high there was like waist high uh like wheat or something like that some some uh, vegetation of some sort and we couldn't really fool around in the house uh or around other people so i was like well we can just fool around in this field and she's like there's fucking there's plants everywhere so half drunk i was like i got this covered and i dove headfirst into the vegetation and then rolled around for a minute and cleared a space uh like a crappy uh, like a crappy alien does when they're making crop circles. I was like, I have a comfortable bed of grass and other things to lay on here, and there's no vision line uh, to the rest of the uh, the field party. She thought that was quite charming and cute. Wow. That's, uh... Yeah, that's a thing. Wow. Um, are you not enjoying my stories, Ajax? Are you are you too uncomfortable with our se- sexual episode? No, I'm just really surprised by 
your ability to roll around in wheat. Wheat is is very scratchy. It's not. It's not yeah, a I, nice, I was I was drunk and clothed. I didn't care. It's not a nice sensation. Um, <laughs> God, guys will do anything to to ensure that they can they can fool around with somebody if they're given the chance. Yeah, like I don't know. I I've I've done the whole car thing. I did like a car thing in a neighborhood with foggy windows ooh. and it wasn't really public like we didn't get caught or anything but it was like ooh we're in somebody's neighborhood there's cars driving past this is spooky but you know uh nothing nothing too risque i uh, actually play it pretty close to home so well have you ever had a friend with benefits how about this uh Technically. 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 Did they not think that it was friends with benefits? Um, it's more like I didn't know what the deal was. Oh, you were in a relation. You thought you were in a relationship, and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, Ooh, that's a that's a deep cut, Ajax. Well, you know. Um, I'm a, a good-natured fellow, so I don't really seek to lead a, a monogamous lifestyle or, a, you know, a, a swinger's lifestyle. So I usually try to lock down a, a consistent partner, and usually when you, you and another person are, you know, only having sex with each other, that creates a, a situation where you're... Um, essentially dating like assumptive sometimes sometimes you don't have a title yet sometimes it's you know in the early stages but generally mm -hmm. um once two people start just having sex with each other you get into uh, a relationship of some sort so yeah i um i don't know i've had a couple opportunities and i've had a couple little things happen here and there that i guess would have you know counted as friends with benefits but i've never to the best of my knowledge had like a deliberate thoughtful intention like yeah i'm gonna go meet up with this this girl we're gonna do the thing and then i'm never gonna talk to her again until i want more of that whoa. booty yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. she's she's only my I life i think you're just booty. including the benefits section i think you're just describing a hookup a hookup person or a booty call person see i had I, I've had a couple, a, a fair share, you could say, friends with benefits. Um, and we were definitely friends. There wasn't this, like, this vilified thing. Uh, and a lot of the time it wasn't monogamous friends with benefits as well. That kind of defeats the purpose in my eyes. Uh, so, you know, we, we're talking about all these questions with uh, with sex. And so, very exciting. I mean, we're... We're young men in our 20s, so presumably we would knew, know a thing or two about the topic. Uh, we know everything we're ever going to know because we're going to each stay with our respective partners for the rest of our lives. Isn't that right, Ajax? Oh, God. Commitment is scary. <laughs> Commitment is scary, man. I don't know. Well, you just say it on the podcast, and then they're sure that it's going to be oh, forever. Dude, I... And then you can look back at it in later episodes and laugh about it dude, if, if anything marriage? happens. Marriage is like is like a tattoo, okay? So you like all of our listeners, because there's millions. It's more expensive than a there's tattoo. There's millions of them. 
Um, I don't have any tattoos, and neither does Ed. And I don't think I could the, ever get a the tattoo. Ajax knows about. I don't think I could ever get a tattoo because I can't imagine that I have the wisdom to know what I would want for the rest of my life. Because if I'm, you know, 27 now, if I live to be 100, how can I, like, with any semblance of, of intelligence claim that I know what I want to have on my body for the rest of my life? And that's just foolish. That's hearsay, right? No, you don't know. Like, you can't see 70 years in the future. You don't fucking know. So why would I, I make think if why would get... I make a decision that's going to impact me for the rest of my life? That that seems retarded. I think if you get, let's say, let's put an, uh, an absurdly large number that we'll get to reference later in our lives, get a hundred thousand subscribers, active listeners, concurrent listeners to the Domestic Yak podcast. I would put it forth that you get a yak tattooed onto some part of your body. Really, a yak? Yeah, yeah why not? What about our yak? Thousand. Our yak. Sure, our yak. I, I'd put mm. it as a yak because it can be a stylistic choice. Maybe it's a minimalist yak. Do you really Maybe think it's that a I'm the kind yak. of guy that could rock a yak tattoo? Well, it could just look like a yak on your chest and just be the outline of one. Oh my gosh, that's on my chest. That'd be fine. You know, I okay, so I was raised in arguably a conservative households, and I definitely have my mother's opinion because my mother's opinion was always. Why would you have a tattoo? Tattoos are dumb. My mother had like a very anti-tattoo stance. And what the people of this podcast do not know is that I do not have uh, tattoos, but I have had piercings. I have one piercing still. Um, Because I was always interested in body modification, but I never wanted to commit to anything that was permanent. So I saw piercings as this nice middle ground where I'm like, yeah, I could do a piercing, have a stylistic choice, be able to do different things, have a different look. And if you don't want it, you take the piercing out and the hole closes up. No harm, no foul. There's still a marking though on your body from where you got pierced. Yeah, but you also get markings on your body if if a branch cuts you and you get a scar. You know, like what is a small little hole from a piercing compared to the myriad number of scars? Like for fuck's sake, I have I have a goddamn scar across my forehead now, right? I have that, uh, those... Yeah, like, from that time that that uh, wizard tried to kill your the parents. The wizard, the wizard. Uh, and I've got raising you in a, in a conservative household. Seven yeah. stitches. I've got seven stitches that went in my face from my eyebrow mm-hmm. across my forehead. And luckily, the scar kind of joins up my, with my eyebrow, so it's not super noticeable. But I've got a fucking face scar. You know, I thought face scars were reserved for character generators when you're playing Skyrim. Like, build mm-hmm. your prisoner. <laughs> like... Choose a face scar that's aesthetic and strangely cool. And now I've got my own face scars. So I, I, you know, face scars are mostly forever. So I'm stuck with that. But I can't, I can't see any rational way to be like, yeah, I want this word or this script or this design or anything on my body for the rest of time. Because if there's anything that I've learned about time and, and taste and preference is that it's fluid. It's fluid. It changes all the time. I, I'm not a man who keeps the same phone screensaver or the same phone background for five years or ten years. I change my fucking phone background every couple weeks or months. I can't have the same phone background forever. I can't have the same stylistic choices. I change shit up all the time. How could I make that choice with my skin? How could I decide that that's, I want the same thing on my skin forever? That's, uh, that's very fair because I know a woman uh, that got 
the hand of the king tattooed, like a massive hand of the like king. The red, her, the red like, hand of Ulster? Uh, yes. Yes, the clasping hand over a symbol. Mm. Um, That's a different it symbol. Was on the, the one that the hand of the king wears in Game of Thrones. Oh, the oh, pin. the hand of the king from Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the hand of the king. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, tattooed, a massive tattoo, like almost the size of my face. It was just on like the top part of her thigh. And that was during season six of Game of Thrones. Oh, no. I wish I was in good enough standing with her today to send her a message and go, how the fuck do you feel about your tattoo after that shitty night? ending? How do you sleep at night? Uh, but I think that would be misinterpreted as me... Uh, uh, me annoying her. So I'm yeah, not do like I, I mean, I've heard people with tattoos talk about how, you know, it's a memento. The meaning of the tattoo changes over time. Like, I guess it could even be a little bit of a scrapbook. I just think some people are more suited to them. Like a guy like Travis Barker. I can't even imagine Travis Barker existing without tattoos. He's a man of tattoos, and a guy like him, he's like fuck. I don't like a tattoo. I'll just get a new tattoo, and you know he's, he's just gonna cover it up. Yeah, he's got so many to that point. But like, to start throwing around thousands and thousands of dollars for getting tattoos or getting them removed, like now I you're think it's like a hundred bucks to get a tattoo now. It's really mm, cheap. Okay, so I'm sure that there are cheap tattoos, but my understanding mm-hmm. is that if you want to go to a reputable artist who's actually good at what they do. It depends how much time and how detailed they are, right? Like my my partner has quite a number of tattoos, and she doesn't like some and likes others, but it's just like doesn't matter. It doesn't really affect her day to day living. Why would you get a like tattoo that on her. isn't detailed? Like if it's just if if it's not detailed, what is it? Just like tribal shit? Like it's just lines and stripes? Not just and words. Shapes. I think she is. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how hard she's gonna hit me when she hears this. Uh, like she has girl power uh, on one of her hips. Oh. Yeah, it's just the words girl power. Okay. Which is fucking stupid, and she hates it right now as well. I don't uh, know. But I, I, I think I it's not that. It, it could remind you. could remind you it, that you've it got does, girl It does, and it's kind of cute. She also has, like, a, a peace symbol on, like, one of her fingers, and she has, like, an equal sign on but another one. Does she have a friend um, who also has girl power on, their, on her hip so that when they stand side by side, so. hip to hip, they become ultra girl power? out Tenacious D. No, I wish. I really wish that that was the case. Um, but yes, yeah, she has. Hey, you know, Ed, you could get boy power on your hip. I could get boy power. I could be one of those men's rights activists, and I go, "What about me? I want to be the top of the food chain again, again, forever." I heard the stupidest shit uh, recently. That was. I just feel like for you, growing up in these this day and age, this is from someone who is uh, a bit older than me. Like, I just, I just feel bad that. Uh, straight white men are going to be at the bottom of the totem pole pretty soon here. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm fucking fine. I'll be good for the rest of my life. Don't worry about me. We'll be, we'll be perfectly fine. But going back to your concerns about, about marriage, I don't know. I think it's just a, an excuse to hold a cool party and hang out with your friends and show commitment to somebody that you love. No, you're tripping. It's you're, no more you permanent are, than waking up to you, someone every day. You and all the other fucking people who get divorces are trivializing it. I think that if you view it as just an insignificant, like a not life-changing end of the world type scenario, if you discount the weight of marriage, you are by definition like 
being sacrilegious. Like, so first off, marriage is a religious institution, and there are I don't think there so. are equivalents of marriage that are not religious. But if all you're seeking is a bond with another person and a civil union, you can do that without a marriage. But marriages happen in churches, and if you go to a church and get married, it's a religious event. And if you are trying to partake in what a, a marriage is defined as, you are theoretically agreeing to the rules that come with it. If you don't agree with the rules that come with marriage, then don't get fucking married in a church. Just have a civil partnership, have a civil union. Like, just live together for a year. It's the same thing. Marriage, marriage and civil unions, the same thing in my eyes. You're committing to each other and you're committing in front of the people that you you also love and you're bringing two families together. It's not this like it can be for some people that it's a spiritual experience and you're making a commitment before God. Um but I don't think that that's uh necessary to become married to someone. I think civil unionship it's, is the same it's thing. It's like saying that you and they you become went ubiquitous. To, it's like saying you went to church and you ate the Eucharist and you did it because you were hungry and you're like, I know there's all that other shit about when you eat the Eucharist and you become christened and, and all that. You're like, ah, oh, that's that's all other shit that I choose not to subscribe to. Eating the Eucharist is really about satisfying my hunger right now and bringing the people in my life together so they can be here with me when I eat this small meal of a piece of bread. You know, like, I don't like, know. So you think that if someone doesn't believe in God and they get married, they're not really married? They're just in a civil union? Uh... <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah. So, like, um, hmm. marriage. So, if someone's marriage, not Christian, then they're not married either. Marriage has a definition, right? So, I mean, yeah, marriage, marriage does have a definition. Marriage, but it's not, marriage is you no, get married. It's, it's not about being by Christian. God's grace. It's not about Christian, but there's there's marriage within different cultures. But every form of marriage within different cultures that I'm aware with is always a religious ceremony, and so we just need a word. Maybe nobody has invented it yet, but we need a word that describes what happens when two people enter into a formal commitment in, to each other in front of their, their friends and family, and they commit to that for but the rest of time. that's what marriage is. But marriage is defined by no, the legal or no, formal no, 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 recognized no, 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 no. union of two people as partners in a personal relationship. The, the point of marriage is to announce your union in front of the highest authority figure possible, in front of God. The point of marriage is to say... We as humans might be weak, but we're going to try and be strong and we're going to make this promise in front of you, God, because God is the ultimate source of truth and holiness and, and authority in the world. So if we make this promise to you, we really can't fucking back out like we're stuck in this one. The point of marriage is to make the promise to God, at least in the Catholic for tradition. Christians, for Christians, yes. Yeah. But I'm not Christian, so it's not like like if you want to have it be that your interpretation of the natural laws of humanity or whatever which way you want to abide by then sure but i don't so maybe say maybe i don't think that that having a pastor marry someone is any less is any less like true to being married than having like a shipwright or a mayor or anybody okay. else of here's a problem. proper jurisdiction does the problem is nomenclature so Instead of making a new word, we'll just take the word marriage. It won't be associated with religious connotation anymore. It'll be ambivalent. It'll be neutral. And now, if you get married religiously, 
you say, I had a Catholic marriage. We're going to get Catholicly married. We're going to get Protestantly sure. married. You, sure. you got to create religion as its own word, separate from marriage. The only problem is that to get the rest of the human race on the same page, it's going to take hundreds of years because there are fucking ride or die diehards that are like, I've got this holy text. I've got this book. And starting at the beginning of time, this is what marriage was and this is how it's defined. You're going to take our word away? You're going to take the word away from our people? It'd be like if you told Catholic people they couldn't call Jesus Jesus anymore. They're like, no, that's just a, a random first name now. You got to call him Yahweh. His name's Yahweh. He doesn't get to be Jesus anymore. Like, good luck with that. And so it's it's just a, it's a nomenclature problem, right? It's just like, how do we define what marriage is? And how do we create the agnostic definition of marriage so that when somebody says marriage, you know that you're talking about something devoid of religion. Or when you say Catholic marriage, you're talking about something that has religion, religion involved. Well, I think that from that perspective, the New World Order has won because when I think of marriage, I think of a uh, union that is that is a void of religion. I don't think of a religious ceremony when I think of marriage. Yeah, but where do you go to get married? I set up a venue. I set up a very expensive venue with a bunch of people. You don't go to a church? I don't have to get married in a church. I don't have to get married in do a you, synagogue. Do you get a, a religious figure to say the rites? I get anybody that has a fucking... That has the ability to marry people. How do you get the ability to marry people? You go to the state. The I can state. go become ordained right now. Ordained. What does it mean to be ordained? It means ordained is given the title by a figure. Yeah. And the figure is the state. You're not or, ordained. So the reason ordained why... is an agnostic word. It has no religious link at all. Okay, dude. We are speaking English right now. And the English, I'm not sure if you know this, come from England. And they were ruled by different, uh, by different religious sects. So, yes, some of the words that I say have religious connotations. But that doesn't mean that my viewpoint of the world is a certain way right like that's not that's not a necessary thing like my nomenclature doesn't have to be devoid of any reference to history because because i'm speaking it the way i see words it, change the definitions right as a society we are caught up with the changing and evolving definition of what marriage is and we all were on the same page for a while about what marriage was and what it meant and now that is evolving and changing, and a lot of people are fighting against it, and a lot of people are going their own way. The problem is that it's all a big pile and muddle of gray. Nobody knows what it, like, it's, there's traditional marriages, there's new wave marriages. But is there? Like, you, you think that marriage means... What's, what's two, a traditional marriage? Traditional marriage is getting married in front of a priest in a church. But that describes, like, 15 different types of marriage that all blatantly disagree with each other about what it means to be married, right? Like, if you want to say that it's an eternal union between a man and a woman that's done by a uh, Catholic priest, and it happens once and you can never get divorced ever again, then Henry VIII has a fucking word to pick with you, right? Like, that's the issue, is that people change their definitions. So there is people fighting saying that you weren't allowed to get divorced. Your wife had to fucking die before you could get remarried. 
It's the same. It's the same bullshit issue. Like it's just so for me. And it didn't matter. That was the only pe person who would marry you, or a captain. It, when the fuck did a captain have the ability to start marrying people? If somebody told me that a marriage was not a permanent commitment, but merely a partnership with no set expiration date, I'd be like, all right, that sounds reasonable. Well, we'll be partners. We'll go out on this new joint business venture together. We will collaborate our resources to, you know, battle the forces of capitalism and take over the market. And we will stay profitable business partners for as long as it makes sense. And, and that would work for me. That, that would, that's what I think marriage is. But I, I, I don't know, Ed, maybe it was the way I was that's raised. My interpretation. Maybe, maybe it was your Catholic school. Maybe it was the Catholic school I was raised in, but I had a much different idea of what marriage was. And, and that's why I'm scared shitless of it because I'm like, I don't even embrace that side of my upbringing and my raising. I don't really believe in God. I'm not religious. I'm not really spiritual. I don't stop and pray to somebody else to fix my problems for me. I just deal with shit as it comes and I don't see any grand order or, or scheme or, or method and all of it. I'm like, you know what? Shit happens and I either understand it or I don't. There's an underlying reason or there isn't. But all I can really deal with is what's in front of me. And, and if I was going to romanticize about my own worldviews and, and the way that I want to operate myself, the romanticism would be being sort of an existentialist of, of taking responsibility for each and every moment. Instead of just, you know, saying, well, I act this way because some dude on a mountain carved it into stone and he said, do this and not that, you know? Well, like in, in the legal sense, you're already in a civil partnership. So like, I don't really think that there is another step besides um, religious marriage for you. Um, but like, if you, if you were worried about the commitment of having time to someone and having your ventures tied and you guys have now been put on the same boat and you're now venturing and fighting capitalism together you're already doing that in your current state yeah but um and i'm going to be in some time here traditionally I break things off you change everything traditionally you put a label on it you put the name marriage on it and now it's something totally different right and then you can say Get your hands off my wife. Yeah. That's the power move that I'm looking forward to doing when I'm older. Don't. Just getting angry at someone and saying, my wife and I, on every instance, just go, my wife and I didn't like what you brought to the potluck last Thursday. My wife and I would prefer if you didn't play your raucous music on weeknights. It'd be great. I can just be a cranky old man all day. You're halfway there, Ed. I'm really, I'm really aspiring to just be an old asshole. I think it's going to be very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to yelling at kids. Well, those are definitely some aspiring uh, goals for the new year. I, I suppose it is prudent. It's the time to set goals. Oh God, is it? Is it our New Year special? No, it's not. We're we're almost done this episode, oh, but <laughs> maybe next episode will be the New Year special. So. Ed, before we close out, why don't you give our listeners a wonderful monologue about being a caring, attentive lover and uh, just really making the bedroom a five out of five Uber trip experience? Yes, one that I have not prepared in any instance whatsoever. So it's important to remember, dear listener, that when you go throughout life, when you're going through your experiences, 
there's two things that you need to hold paramount and tenant in your life. You need to ensure that first and foremost that you're happy with yourself. So this works out as the only way to be a proper contributor to teamwork and proper contributor to life around you is that you need to be happy on your own. So this works when it comes to uh, building a partnership with someone and it also comes to being uh, a prominent or a, uh, an easier to understand. Okay, cut that part. It also comes into being an understanding lover with your partner. Because it, once you're comfortable with yourself and your sexuality, then you'll be able to open up to somebody else. If you know what makes you tick, then when Ajax asks you and goes, do you like that? Then you can say, yes, I do. I do that all the time. Please slap this part or do this Yo, or do bro, whatever. what's your CLPM? And you have a roadmap. And for the second part of being comfortable with yourself alone is to understand that everybody else is piloting their own suit everyone's piloting their own flesh mech going about this life so you need to treat others with the same amount of respect that you assume that they're going to treat you with you're going to treat your fellow man with understanding and care and tenderness and you're going to treat your lover with understanding care and tenderness and that they are in the exact same position more or less maybe not physically maybe maybe you don't like giving up control as ajax says but you need to understand that they're trying to get to a similar place that you are, and maybe their tempo is different, maybe their rhythm's different, and you need to understand their roadmap after you understand your own. Thank you for listening to the Domestic Yak Sensual episode. I've been Eddie, and that's been... And above all else, remember to keep your CLPM high. That's been Ajax. It has been. <laughs>